Welcome to the C3 Eastern Suburbs podcast. We're glad to have you tune in today and hope this message blesses you. If you'd like to visit, we meet in Glen Innes, Auckland on Sundays at 10am. You can also find us on www.c3easternsuburbs.org.nz. Enjoy the message. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I'm here today to share my journey with you because I know that a lot of you have been praying for me and contributing to our fund for us. And you don't really get to hear the details of what's happened in my life and the miracles that God has performed. Unbelievable stuff has happened. Um, So on January the 22nd this year, I got diagnosed with stage four esophageal cancer, which was a bit of a shock. But for me, I already had the peace of God over me. And that was amazing because... When I was told, I just said to the doctor, I was still half in anaesthetic, and I said, so where do we start fighting? Let's just start in it right now. And um, so we we did. We did start, and it was pretty full on. I've had nearly 50 radiation treatments, which is a lot. Um, But my body seems to react to radiation very well. So when they did the first scans, they found that I had cancer in my bones as well. So I had it in my hips. And um, I also had it... My major cancer was obviously in the esophageal cancer down here. Um, I had it in my sternum. I had it in my ribs. I had it in my shoulders, and they were broken. They, they broke. Um, my hip got broken at my son's wedding when I was dancing with somebody who's here, actually, I think. Um, and we had a little bit of a crack and a little bit of a whirl on the dance floor, and, and bingo, there it goes. Um, but anyway, there was a lot of cancer... And first of all, I wanted to say thank you for the family here that I've had, my church family, um, because they've been so faithful to me and they come, they were coming every Monday to pray for me. Um, And that was unbelievable and we've seen some amazing things happen through that. Um, And then there's been our prayer group as well. And then today my family's here, Um, my in-laws, my sister's here from Australia Um, and my friends are here, my close friends. So I wanted to say thank you for them to all, all coming as well. Um, so anyway, I had the radiation to start with on my hips. That was the first one. And when they came back with the results, they, they were healed. Um, and oh, no. And just so you know, I believe that God can heal through medicine. I also believe that he can just do it miraculously and heal straight off. Um, and I think some of those things have happened. It just sort of depends um, where we're looking at. And um, that was pretty amazing because I was in enormous pain and the pain was gone. And then my primary tumour is gone. Um, even the doctors even the doctors went, your tumour's gone. Like, And the nurses at oncology just couldn't quite believe it because it was quite large. How big was it, Andrew? Yeah, it was 11 centimetres, um, completely gone. Um, and I've got a stent in as well, so they had to put a stent in because I couldn't eat. Obviously, I'm not as chunky as I used to be. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't that chunky then, so, you know. Anyway, um, then they decided to do my shoulders as well. And so my shoulders were done and healed. Um, and then... Without any radiation, my sternum got healed. Um, 
And I think that's miraculous, that one, I think. And two ribs got healed and my bones started to grow back in my ribs. I'm on a bone drug as well that actually helps your bones. Um, my sister and I share that in common. She's on that as well. Um, <laughs> so so we, we did that and then... And I've been having chemotherapy as well on top of on top of the radiation. So I've had six months of chemotherapy, um, and as we went along, everything in my bones got healed. So I don't have I'm cancer free in my bones. Um, I had a I had a tumor in my side face here. Yeah, I know, I know. I had a tumor in the side of my face which has affected my nerve, and you guys wouldn't have seen it because I haven't been to church very often but it looked like I'd had a stroke. And slowly my eyes are becoming symmetrical again and that's nothing they can do. That just has to, has to happen. So my prayer group's been praying for that and it's actually a huge improvement. Um, unbelievable, really. And then on top of that, I had two lesions or three lesions in my brain that um, stopped me from going on a trial, actually. Um, I was meant to go on a trial and I was all there ready to go and I couldn't go because I had these and they're very specific with what they want you to have or not. So we ended up paying for the medication um, through people helping us and it's been unbelievable because I'm going to advocate that afterwards when I'm feeling a bit better because there's a lot of people I've seen who can't have this medication because it costs us $110,000. And when you can't have that, you... It's not fair. It's not fair. Our system doesn't work rightly right here and it's just not fair. So I'm going to try and when I'm feeling a bit stronger to do something. We've met somebody that's been down to Parliament and so God's put people in my life who are going to help with all that later on. Um, and I'm not going to have that any longer because even the nurses don't get paid enough and, and the orderlies, it's true. It's absolutely true. Um, and we... We don't realise, I, I probably didn't realise, God's changed me as a person. I probably didn't realise any of this and I wouldn't have realised any of this unless I was in this situation. And so we've had to take that as me learning. It's been a learning experience and I've never ever once felt like, oh, poor me, what's going on? I've just felt God's got this and we're going to be okay. And and so in... Then with the brain lesions, I had an MRI not long ago and they've shrunk. Very, they're very small. So they're still there, but they're very small. Um, and the one in my face is gone. It ate itself from the inside out, which was great. When they tell you that something's eating itself from the inside out, you go, right, okay. Um, so every time we went, there was also something miraculous. There was just something going on in my body that was... Um, they were surprised at every turn that we took. And then, how long ago was it? How long ago did I get diagnosed with the thing in my lung? Yeah. So we went in. I'd finished chemo. I was going on. Um, I had six months worth of chemo and I was still having radiation on and off. Um, and radiation doesn't do very, it does well for the healing with me, but it makes me very ill and very tired. And so in the end, they, I had my PET scan and did every scan and everything. And I, they came back and they rang us and asked us to come in. And they'd found a four centimetre lesion on my lung. Um, and so I just went, okay, so... Because I'm very matter-of-fact. Um, Andrew's very detailed, as we all know. 
And he's amazing at that because he's been looking after me and I have to honour him, actually. He's, like, been my hero. He's amazing. He does all my medications for me. He looks after me, feeds me, does everything. And, you know, when you say when you get married, I've said this to these guys, um, you know, for better or worse, richer or poorer, you know, that sickness and in health, it's all very happy clappy on the day when you get married and sometimes you know you're saying those things but you don't realise actually what you're saying until something like this happens. And then you, then you realise, I made that vow. I made that vow for my wife. And, and so that he's actually stuck to that and been quite amazing. He's amazing. I love you. Um, anyway, so the lung lesion at the moment. I've been in hospital. I've got pneumonia actually at the moment. Um, I've been in hospital this week. I went into hospital two weeks ago with pneumonia. And we got everybody to pray because I was gifted a trip to Queenstown by a, co- a company called Race for Life and it's like Make-A-Wish and they looked after us and did amazing things for Andrew and, and my daughter Hannah my son Samuel couldn't come because they were working and it was just unfortunate but we spent six days in Queenstown doing everything you could possibly do except for me, I didn't go on speedboats because that throws you around a bit um, and you know, we went on helicopters Andrew did all the adventure stuff I was pampered and honestly, they truly looked after us. And I think during this journey, I was always a person that gave out to people. And I had to learn that it's okay for people to give to you. And that's really hard when you're actually a giver. Um, because what happens is, is you feel like, oh, no, I actually don't deserve this. And I shouldn't be getting this. And what happened was, is my friend who I know through Race for Life said to me, you have to allow people to give, she said, because that gives them pleasure. And you're stopping them from giving their blessing by going, oh, no, I don't want that. And so that's been a huge learning curve for me to actually go, it's all right for somebody to clean up my vomit. It's all right for, you know, not, and not, you know, all those things where you, I mean, it's pretty, you lose your dignity when you've got cancer, trust me. You know, I've passed out in the middle of supermarkets. Um, there was a whole lot of people around me. 277, I don't know if they'll have me back. They might. <laughs> They mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. Well, I tell them the toilet story. It's quite funny. <laughs> so I passed out in 277 and I needed to go to the toilet, but I passed out before I got there and I woke up and there was like a lot of people around me and Andrew was there and the, I, I said, I still need to go to the toilet. There were some paramedics there. Anyway, they've got automatic doors there, all the, all the new the new thing they've got. So they take me to the disabled toilet and Andrew's trying to help me and get me onto the toilet. So I'm on the toilet and the door's not locked. And meanwhile, the security people are standing outside with the centre management and all of a sudden the door opens up. (laughs) And I'm like... Hi! Anyway, this happened twice. We didn't even know how to lock the door the second time. And I was like, this is crazy. And then I said to Andrew you know what, you just lose any, any dignity. It's, it, you think you lose dignity after you have a baby, but no, no. no. There's a whole lot of stuff that goes on with this. Um, so, yeah, but God's always put me through on the 23rd Psalm. This is, this is what I've got through. I'm going to read, actually, one that I've got, and it's got little bits of extra bits in it. 
He's been amazing, by the way. I can feel the Holy Spirit sit on the end of my couch and just be with me all day. And, you know, and the peace that's in our house is unbelievable. Um, and I, I actually don't even know how to explain what that feels like um, and explain how it feels when they say to you, you've got no more cancer there or you've got no more cancer. Yeah, sometimes I sit there and go, really? Like I'm, I'm in shock, but I shouldn't be because I know I'd serve a God that's an amazing God. And to be honest, my doctors have been incredible. I've told them that I'm Christian right from the beginning. I told them that I believe in the power of prayer. Um, I've come across so many amazing people. Diane was with me. Is she here? Where, where are you? Hi. Um, Diane was with me. Um, one day, and we'd been to radiation. Um, what are you doing? No, I'll find it. I'll do it. Um, still independent. Um, so, Diane was with me, and I believe in signs as well from God. Um, and we were driving home, and we were praying for the Holy Spirit. And as we prayed, a white dove flew over our car. And we were both shocked, weren't we? It was a little bit of a, oh, hello. And, um, but you could feel the peace and we knew that God was with us. And um, I'd been to have a procedure, that's what it was. And also that went well too. I had an operation with no anaesthetic. Um, and we prayed before that. And I didn't have any anaesthetic. I had a local anaesthetic. And then, um, then it was just... And, and I'll tell you, I've been a scaredy pants all my life. I might not have looked like one when you, you guys knew me back in um, bossy boots and... And all that sort of stuff. But I've been a scaredy pants. I hated blood tests. I hated medical things. I passed out all the time. My sister can attest to this because she has passed out as well, even though she's not scared. But I used to hate everything. And immediately when this happened, there was a peace over me. Any procedure they can do to me is fine. And I just know that God's got it in hand. And so this, the Psalm 23, which we all know, I hope you do anyway, I've got so much more to say, but I'm not going to hold everybody up this morning because it's. We'll talk another day when we've got more good news on the lungs. What we did read is we did read our um, our report from the hospital, and it did have something small in there, which I've got to confirm with the doctor tomorrow, saying my metastases had got smaller. So I've had a special CT scan. Um, so we're hoping that that's the case because it's in my left lung. And I've got one in my liver as well, but it's also eating itself from the inside out. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to make this a bit bigger. So, the Lord is my shepherd, which means he's in relationship with me. I shall not want and he will supply all my needs. These are added bits in. He makes me lie down in green pastures, so he helps me rest. He leads me beside quiet waters, um, so I'm refreshed. He restores my, whole, my, my soul and is healing me. He guides my paths of righteousness, so gives me guidance all the time through his Holy Spirit. For his name's sake and the purpose in my life, even though I walk through the shadow of the, val- the valley of the shadow of death, which I have done, guys, it's, it's tough. And I'm still coming out the bottom of that. You know, it's tough to walk through that shadow. But you know that, you know that, I mean, I'm pretty real. It's been hard. There's been hard times, you know had lots of vomiting and all that sort of stuff, all the stuff that goes along with and ravaging your body with, the, with everything. And to be honest, each step of the way, 
it's been like, that's okay, I'm going to have hope and it's all right. Um, I'll talk to you about hope in a minute. Um, even though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death and, and God's gone and test me, I will fear no evil because I know his divine protection. For you are with me. He is faithful. Your rod and your staff that comfort me, they're my discipline. And I have been disciplined during this as well. This is not something that, you know, none of us are perfect. We're all human and I've been, you know, I used to sit and go, oh, look at that person over there, what are they doing? And, and those sort of small things that you don't realise you're doing and God's made me so less judgmental on people and, and made me go, you need to walk a mile in people's shoes, Carolyn. And they don't know how you are and you don't know what they've walked a mile in. And it's really important to, to think about that so we don't sit in judgment of people. Um, you prepare a table for me in the presence of your enemy, which gives me hope. You anoint my head with oil, so I'm consecrated. My cup overflows. I have abundance. Surely goodness and love will follow me for all my days. I have blessing. So... I just thought that was a nice version version of this because it actually gives you exactly what God's doing for you. Now, hope is an interesting thing because my oncologist, right in the beginning, my radiologist oncologist told me that the, it, they said my attitude was good. He said when you have a f- positive attitude and you have faith and all the things that you have, you have a healing that other people don't normally get because if you're not uplifting something and having hope. He said, hope is the most important thing. And he said that to me the other day too. And um, he, he doesn't go to church, but he, they've seen my journey. They've seen miraculous things happen. And it's been unbelievable. I can't see any of you now because I've got the wrong glasses on. It's like a blur. So where we're at at the moment, where we're at at the moment is we are fighting this still and every day is a challenge and every day I've got Jesus with me and that's what counts to me you know I'm so blessed to have amazing friends and family and my family here at church have been incredible you know Andrew didn't have to cook any meals for I don't know how many months was it you know they looked after us and and we're very humbled by that I have Glynis's sister who comes in and cleans my house for me just because she wants to and it just shows that our church has a love for each other. And that's super important. But I also felt today that, that if there was anybody here that wasn't well, that we'd like to pray for them. Um, I'd like to do an altar call, actually, for people who are unwell, even if it's only something small. <clears throat> because I know God's a God of healing. And... He won't give you anything that you you can be tested too hard on. He'll get you through. So if there's anybody who needs healing, who needs a faith boost, please come down and we'll get... So if everybody could stand up. 